Welcome to Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story. My name is Cora Tarod, and I am coming to you from the home of Yosef and Gabriella Danielli. On today's show, we will conclude part two of the interview with Yosef. He will outline places in the land of Israel that he loves to bring tourists to. We will discuss his book entitled, Moses Wrote About Me. We will also dive into the intricacies of the Hebrew mind versus the Greek mind and touch on the Jewishness of Jesus, who is known by his Hebrew name, Yeshua, here in Israel. Yosef, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. A pleasure to be with you. It seems as if my wife and I are always bumping into you. We ran into you when you were in Perea. Then we went to the northern border in Tel Dan, and you were with a group of tourists. You're everywhere. What is your favorite biblical site in all of Israel, and why is it your favorite site? Well, this is a very, very hard question because I love many sites to guide in. Actually, my favorite site used to be Capernaum, and now it's Magdala. And why is Magdala? Because the authenticity of this place. In Magdala, I don't know if you know, but they discovered in 209, yeah, they discovered the most ancient synagogue, the seventh and last synagogue from Yeshua's time, Yeshua's very time. So I like to teach in Magdala, you know, about synagogues and uh, other things. But there are many, many sites that I really, really like to guide it. Is there one site in Israel, and there's so many sites, that you love taking tourists from Europe and America and Africa and all the countries of the world, that you feel like when they come, they must see this place and you must talk to them about it or else they won't get that Israeli experience in the Bible. Oh, Israeli experience in the Bible? Unfortunately, not many tourists go there. <clears throat> it's actually the desert out of all. Like Beersheba, like Arad. Like, uh, and of that, you know, the, the ravine or the, the spring of end of, of that, you know, walking there and talking about Moses, going to Beersheba, talking about Abraham, and so on. You know, Israel in Yeshua's time, again, my favorite day is around the lake, because it's filled with teachings of Yeshua. So Magdala, Capernaum, Mount Beatitudes, yeah. Tell Dan where we where you met me is not not a bad place at all, yeah. So honestly, every place I tell my tourists, every pebble that you overturn in Israel has a story to tell. Every stone. So uh, something in particular again, Magdala, Mount Beatitudes, Capernaum. Rami, you've written a book that I've only just started to read, and I can't wait to finish it. It's entitled Moses Wrote About Me. Portraits of Messiah in the Torah, a Messianic Jewish commentary on the book of Genesis. Can you share with the listening audience about the Hebrew mind in the Bible and give an example of that? Because the Hebrew mind is so different from the Greek mind. Could you share some of your insights in that? I think that would be very helpful for the audience. Well, that's a big question. If you could cover hours and hours on this. No, but <laughs> we won't, don't worry. I, we don't have the time for it. But uh, the Moses wrote about me is an outcome, is a result of me teaching a congregation of people, you know, a messianic congregation 
in America, in Texas, for four and a half years. And I used to teach them from the Torah portions, you know, the weekly readings of the Torah, uh, the Jewish traditional weekly readings, Parashot HaShavua. And uh, that's uh, what actually birthed the Moses wrote about me. Because Yeshua said to the rabbis in his times, if you would believe Moses, you would believe me, because Moses wrote about me. And I always uh, was wondering, what did he mean by, if you would believe Moses? Does he speak about specific uh, prophecies within the Torah, you know, of Moses that speaks about him? And later on, God revealed me that actually every jot and tittle in the Bible, in the Torah for sure, speaks about the Messiah. You know, and there are foreshadowings, portraits, types, if you wish, yeah. There are patterns, and here we get to the Hebraic mindset, okay? The Torah, including the Nevi'im, the, the prophets, the writings, Ketuvim, Tanakh, yeah, in Hebrew. And the New Testament, mostly were written in Israel, or in the Middle East, and with the Hebraic, or through the Hebraic Jewish mindset, Middle Eastern Hebraic mindset. And what are the differences, the main ones, okay? If I were to pick one main difference is the logic. The Western mindset really t- tries to work out, to process everything through the logic. Okay? And uh, it also puts, for example, events on a line. That's what's called linear uh, mindset. Yeah? So on a line, you put events on a line. Like, uh, okay, Yeshua fulfilled the scriptures about the Passover lamb. Okay? Check. Yeshua uh, was the matzot, the unleavened bread, you know, speaking about sinless men. Check. You know, you put the seven feasts on a line. Uh, Yeshua was resurrected on the third day. Check. Like it, check and bye bye. Enough. Let's look for the next one, yeah? The Holy Spirit was given on Shavuot, Pentecost. Check. And now we need to wait for the three others to be fulfilled. In my opinion, this is classic Greek mindset. In the Hebrew, rather, it's cyclical. It has a cyclical nature, which means they have repetition. Okay, for uh, scriptures or prophecies have more than one fulfillment. They are keep being fulfilled again and again. I don't say endless. I believe, personally, from my experience, reading and teaching the, the word, is that there are three fulfillments mainly, yeah, for, of big uh, prophecies. So, like, we are the third time now here in, the, in Israel, yeah? First time was when we were out of Egypt, right? We came to Israel. Then we were exiled. We came back. Then we were exiled again. Now the third time we are here. And I think this is the optimal one, where all the details of the prophecy will be fulfilled, yeah? So, putting things in a chronological order. By the way, just to satisfy with the feasts, Yeshua Woe to us if Yeshua only fulfilled the spring feast, because we are still in our sins. Yom Kippur has to do the of atonement with our sins. So if he did not fulfill Yom Kippur, then we are still in sin. Because the Lamb of Passover did not have anything but sins. It was judgment. It was with division between the world, Egypt, and us, between the kingdom of the Antichrist. Mitzrayim speaks about Mitzarim, Antichrist, troubles, tribulations, yeah? This is my next book. <laughs> yeah. And what you hold in your hand is, uh, in your hand is the first out of five, because each book will have its own 
Anyway, so if Yeshua was not fulfilling Yom Kippur, and all the book of Hebrews speak about our high priest, not just high priest, at Yom Kippur service. Put it in mind when you read next time the book of Hebrews. It's the high priest and the service of Yom Kippur. That he takes his own blood and he goes through the parochet, the veil is his own flesh. It's all about, not Passover, but about Yom Kippur. Okay? His birth. For sure not in Christmas, but in one of the fall feasts. So he did fulfill the seventh feast. And he's going to fulfill them once again when he comes. Repetition. Cyclical. Yeah? Another thing which has to do with putting everything in order. Now, honestly, you read your Bible. You read the New Testament. Can you tell me with full assurity that when you read the Gospel of Matthew, all the events in Yeshua's life are put in order there? Not at all. <laughs> okay, because you read the four Gospels. It's a mess. If you try to make a sense, chronological, logic sense, forget about it. It's Hebrew. It's Hebrew mindset. Don't try to interpret through a Greek mindset. You see what I mean? So, uh, book of Jeremiah. In my daily reading, I'm in Jeremiah now. <laughs> Jeremiah jumps from chapter 16 to 32, time-wise, in the fourth year of Joachim. Yeah? Then he jumps to another one. But the ones who organized Jeremiah should have thought to put it in chronical order, no? No, because they were Hebrew. They're rabbis. You see what I mean? They don't think chronologically. Because the message is more important than the chronology. Okay? One last example. To show you the differences between uh, Hebraic and Greek mindsets. Okay? Trinity. I know this is a hot potato. Yeah? I never claim that Yeshua is not God. Yeshua is God in the flesh. Okay? But from here to Trinity, there is a huge ocean to cross Greek ocean because the Greeks who need to explain everything so how come he's God and he's praying to the father how come he says God is greater than stop struggling with yourself because Yeshua is not a Greek and one of the things which are not for us to understand is the Godhead whether it's fortity or trinity this is not what God expects us to God is not a God of creeds Show me your faith by your actions. This is the Hebraic mindset. You see what I mean? Yeah. Do you believe that uh, God exists? Of course. Do you believe he has a son? Of course. Do you believe his son came in the flesh? Of course. Yeah. How do you explain his relationship with the spirit and the father? I don't. I am a Hebrew. I don't need to explain everything. That was well said, Rami, because I think that's the moment that we're in right now, that battle between East-West. Greek, Hebrew logic, all that mindset. And you really explained that very clearly. I'm so glad you did. And you could do that over and over again because it's needed. Living here in Israel, as we know, is a challenge. I mean, that's an understatement. During this COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic, there's so many challenges. Just getting here to your house today was like going through the Red Sea. But that's how life is here now in Israel because of COVID. How have you, as a tour guide, been able to face some of these challenges that are going on right now? How has that hurt you, and how are you able to persevere through these? Well, actually, I've been a tour guide since 1993, 1994, 
working quite a long, long time with a break of about four and a half years when we were in the States between 2000 and 2005. But I'm working more than 26, 27 years as a tour guide. How did it affect me? Like with other tour guides, you know, we lost all our income, all our tour groups, you know, because now zero tourists come to Israel, you know. It's not allowed. If you are not Israeli citizen, i.e. holding an pa- Israeli passport, you are not allowed in Israel, yeah? Okay, so my last group that I farewelled was in March 6th of last year. Now, you would think financially I'm very healthy. No, God is good. Due to the fact that I cannot bring tourists anymore, yeah, or guide them, I was recognized as an unemployed person, so I get unemployment, at least till June it will be, and then we will see what will happen. And, you know, incentives as a businessman. We get incentives here and there from the government, you know. Not only us, many. That's how we survive. It's not easy because of the closures, the lockdowns, you know, as you know, because of the social distancing, yeah. You wrote a wonderful book that I started to read. It's called Moses Wrote About Me, Portraits of Messiah and the Torah, a Messianic Jewish Commentary on Genesis. How can people get a hold of this book? How can they purchase this? Do you have a website? Do you have an email? Because there's a wide listening audience all around the world. If they want to buy this book that I find so fascinating, how can they do that? Okay, actually very, very simple. Yeah, I do have a website. It's uh, touryourroots.com. <laughs> Don't trust my pronunciation, but it's T-O-U-R, like a tour. Uh, your Y-O-U-R, roots, R-O-O-T-S dot com, touryourroots.com. And there, under books and articles, people click on it, and it's there with all the explanations how to purchase it. It's on Kindle, it's, uh, and it's on Barnes and Nobles, it's wherever, on Amazon. But they can do it through my website. Rami, thank you so much for sharing your life today. And is there one thing that you would like before we leave the show for today that you would like to share with the audience about the time that we're in now and just your feelings of providing hope for people who are depressed maybe, providing a word for the moment right now that we're all in. How can we get through this most difficult pandemic maybe in the history of the earth? Well, those times were prophesied, not only by Yeshua, but in the Tanakh, by the prophets of the uh, Hebrew Bible, yeah. Times are going to be more and more difficult. I'm sorry to, <laughs> you know, I know this doesn't sound like a yeah, happy ending, but uh, the ending will be happy because we are now in what the rabbis of old, the prophets of old, the rabbis of old, and today's rabbis all agree that uh, we are at the end times. And we are entering now those very moments, I can say, to the birth pangs. And uh, every woman who passed, you know, birth process, she knows that they're increasing in pain and and in their uh, sequency, yeah. So, unfortunately, I cannot tell you. Maybe like with birth pangs, there will be some relief times. But those times of relief will be shorter and shorter. And the next birth pang will be much harder. The only way to survive it is faith in God. And not just in a, a God. Yeah, for sure not in a little G-God. 
Not all the roads lead to Rome. Sorry. Here I sounds very fanatic, but there is only one way to God. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. This is only one man said it. One man in the history of humanity. His name is Yeshua. Yeshua of Nazareth. What came about after is completely pagan Christianity with all of its denominations, yeah? That's why I wrote my books, because to bring Yeshua back to where he belongs to, yeah? And the church, those who truly follow him from the church, truly get to know him as he was, as he is, and as he will always be, the king of the Jews, king of Israel, yeah? The kingdom that he's going to establish is the kingdom of Israel. Acts chapter 1, verse 6. So uh, the only way to manage those times, it doesn't make them easy. I mean, physically, on the natural realm. But spiritual realm, you know, soulish realm, the only way to manage through this, the madness that the world is going through and will go through soon is by faith in God and by faith in the Messiah, who is Yeshua, according to my understanding. Rami? Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. A pleasure to be with you. Join me next time on Israel Mosaic, Land People Story, when I will be interviewing Yosef's wife, Gabriella Danielli. See you soon. <laughs>